Hey guys, it's Jules. And this is Sydney. From Q&As to vulnerable discussions about mental health, we bring you the Therapist Unscripted podcast. We will share advice and have honest conversations about the messy but beautiful journey of healing and self-discovery. New episodes every Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Therapist Unscripted. Jules and I are going to sit down to talk to you a little bit today about SAD. It's an acronym that stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder. We thought it'd be an important topic to cover this week because we have both been feeling a little bit of the blues lately with you know, holidays coming up and the cold weather kind of kicking in. And we just thought we could talk about what to do to kind of combat those low symptoms, like those low symptoms of kind of depressed mood or fatigue or just feeling like just low energy in general. So we came up with a big list and we're going to dive in a little bit today just to help you get through the, you know, weather that's not so fun mm-hmm. that lasts like all year in Minnesota so right yeah and I've noticed for me personally I my sad symptoms are coming a little bit earlier than they typically do normally after the holidays I think it starts to kick in for me and a lot of other people around January February especially in the Midwest Mm -hmm. Um, but this year man I don't know something's different in the in the cold air and it's I'm feeling it earlier so Which is interesting because I felt that too, but it's interesting because there hasn't been snow on the ground until today. Mm -hmm. Even then, it hasn't been super cold. The weather's kind of held, but I think that can be a little bit different too because we're so used to weather being really cold and now it's just, it's warm, it's cold, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, we both work as therapists now. So lots of different factors. And you might be feeling those different differences year to year too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's interesting because I've also felt that, but I typically get really down when I can't go for walks outside or it's really snowy or gloomy. Yeah. I was just talking with Logan last night, honestly, about how my schedule and I literally printed out a weekly planner hour by hour of all the things I need to get done just because that's the kind of person I am I was just talking with him about how my schedule feels I have to get more done in a shorter period of time because I'm trying to get it all done during the daytime and for me the daytime is when the sun's out and so when it gets dark at 4 30 and I haven't gone to the gym or made dinner or meal prep for the next day, then I, I start to get really overwhelmed and stressed out because my circadian rhythm's kicking in. It's dark outside, so I'm feeling just overall tired. And I'm not as motivated to get those things done, which is leading me to feel more stressed out. And so I know that about myself, and I'm trying to stay ahead of it by doing some of these things that we're going to be talking about on this checklist, but also just by being more aware and and trying to continue with it, even though I am feeling tired and unmotivated, but just knowing I got to stick with it. But yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a rough go. (laughs) Well, especially when, you know, I leave work and it's dark outside. I just want to go home and relax 
And I'm not typically a morning person. I get up at eight, so I don't go to the gym before work. Typically, I work later mornings into the evening. But then by the evening, I don't want to go exercise because it's dark Mm -hmm. out. But then it's just this kind of cycle of not holding yourself accountable or feeling low motivation. And then so kind of talking a little bit today about routines too and schedule, like Mm -hmm. Jewel said, is really helpful and you can have someone hold yourself, like hold you accountable too. It doesn't just have to be yourself because then, you know, you might fall into those days that just become a pattern. I'm kind of, <laughs> I've been used to doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's dive into the list of things to do in the winter that keep you from plummeting into seasonal depression. Well, so for the for starters, I think we kind of already started talking about this, but just generally moving your body and working out is obviously one of the main things that's going to help you to just feel better if you think about it when you're feeling stressed and anxious that's staying in your body and by moving your body you're allowing those emotions to move and pass through you so instead of keeping them in letting your your thoughts kind of flutter and turn in your mind you're able to move your body and let that out Mm -hmm. so we kind of came up with some like random outdoor activities in the winter that you can do because I know it's so hard to get outside when it's cold and snowy. So, I mean, I think the obvious ones are skiing and snowboarding, but that can get really expensive. So, you know, maybe you get some ice skates or hockey skates this year, or maybe you get some snowshoes and go for hikes out in, in the snow in the winter. You could also do different kinds of classes Sydney does a yoga class so you can go take her class <laughs> or you could go take art classes with Jules she takes art oh, yeah. classes every Friday <laughs> any workout yeah. classes are good or just classes like art that just keep you engaged and keep your mind you know focused on something that is positive and creative mm-hmm. it can really help with those symptoms of depression and for outdoor stuff I was even thinking I have two dogs now, so taking them for walks is way more effort right. than when I have one. But taking your dogs for walks, they still need exercise. And I know it gets really cold in the winter, but there are dog booties and inexpensive jackets you can get on Amazon and you can all bundle mm. up and go on even a quick walk around the block. I My husband always knows when I am in the funk I will typically ask him, hey, do you want to go for a walk? And he always knows, okay, she needs to get out of the house and just Mm. in a a walk around the block or a little loop always makes me feel better just getting fresh air. Right. Yeah. I also want to touch on the next one because I've been doing, oh my gosh, I need to show you. So the next point we want to talk about is digging into hobbies or interests. I love photography. I've always loved photography. I bought a film camera. Oh my gosh. The lens is coming in, but I bought a film camera. And so I don't know, just diving into stuff that gets me really excited. What are some other interests like music? That's always been a passion. I know Jules, you love art, just those sorts of things or reading, journaling, those Mm -hmm. things that kind of you can channel creativity into, I think is really fun. 
Right. Yeah. And even if you're not a person that's super artistic or maybe you enjoy something like comedy, but you're not a comedian, mm-hmm. finding finding different things. Maybe you find a coffee shop or a bar that does stand up on the weekends. Like you don't have to go perform, but you can go watch and dive into to that in that kind of way. Um, I think a lot of people get stuck on, oh, I'm not creative or I don't know how to do that or I don't you know, whatever. Well, the whole point is just to kind of explore and dig into it a little bit. You don't have to be great at it and you don't have to even know how to do it. But if you're curious, follow that curiosity. Even pottery classes, you can go take classes. You don't have to be creative, but just even Mm -hmm. doing things. Gosh, I feel like if I took a pottery class, I would suck at it, but it's something that you're just doing it or even going to bingo. Um, Tiana and I had talked too recently about I feel like in the winter, we always say there's nothing to do, um, but we live in a pretty big city and we were looking at things to do this weekend because it's our six month wedding anniversary. And I'm finding all of these cool things like pottery and wine night or mm-hmm. art classes you can take together, or cooking classes. And those things can add up, but there are inexpensive things that you can do, like Jules had mentioned. And I think there's always ways that you can have fun and explore kind Mm -hmm. of in the community a little bit more. Yeah. And and there's a lot of things that you can take home. If you are worried about prices of classes, consider looking at what the supplies entails and maybe you just get it and try it at home and watch a how-to YouTube video or something. You don't have to go to the class and do the, do the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think too, with making plans, Tanner and I had talked we should do more date nights and do more fun things and try new fun things, but also just making plans with friends and family members at least once a month to stay connected, scheduling phone calls. I know in past sessions, we've talked past sessions, such a thing <laughs> in past episodes we've talked about the importance of connection, human connection, and even phone calls are so important. I'll call my grandma sometimes and it's an hour of just fun because I'm Mm -hmm. able to just see how she's been doing, what she's been up to. And, you know, if you're always, oh, my friends are busy, my parents are busy, maybe I don't know if you have a grandparent that's still alive, try calling them too. Just making Mm -hmm. plans with people really helps not feel so alone. Yeah, I definitely know this too for someone. I'm a really busy person and I can't always make the time to go see the people that I want to see. Grandparents and my brother and my best friend and, you know, and a lot of my friends and family I really care about and I'm close with are out of state. And so I really got into the habit of making the call and just, you know, honestly, I have a list of people in my head that I try to call almost every day if I have time. Usually it's in the car on my way home. If one doesn't answer, I move on to the next one. I try, you know, I try to just keep going with it, not take it personally if they don't answer because I'm sure they're just, you know, life's getting, they got stuff going on. But having having that list of people that you can connect with, I think is super helpful. I always do it on the drive home to Fargo, Mm -hmm. three hours. And if I'm alone, especially, I could call my grandma or my friend Mm -hmm. or my dad, check in, see what's going on. And those are some of the best phone conversations I've had. Mm -hmm. Just 
you know, when you're just checking in for no reason, just to, to connect. Right. And with your therapist, <laughs> check in with yeah. your therapist too. If you yeah. have one. And if you don't get one, <laughs> because <laughs> everyone could benefit from therapy. I don't care what you're going through or not going through or how you're feeling. I'm sure that there's something that you could, you could benefit from therapy in some way. I still need to find one. I have a new therapist on, on Friday. So we'll see how that goes. I need to find one. I've been so lazy. This uh, is like holding yourself accountable too. Ugh, right. I'm so lazy. <laughs> uh, just need to take the time. I know I do. And I freaking sit on my phone and scroll Instagram. I can easily use that time to do other things. I think that's something to mention too. Mm-hmm. Is if you find yourself trying to escape by pointlessly scrolling all the time, or if you're on your phone a lot before you go to bed or when you wake up trying to minimize that is so helpful because then that's the first thing you're thinking of when you wake up or the first thing that you're thinking of when you go to bed if you see something you don't like or you see something that makes you compare your life that can be really harmful too is what I've noticed yeah for sure trying to like notice when I aimlessly scroll and okay just put the phone down I set timers on my apps Mm -hmm. you have that you have to otherwise you can just get sucked into the rabbit hole yeah yep yeah I also for my health journey I started vitamins I bought all the vitamins you recommended yay let me know how it goes (laughs) I feel just I feel more put together taking vitamins Um, I haven't booked the effects yet but take your vitamins everyone Mm mm-hmm Especially, Especially vitamin-, vitamin D. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're in Minnesota or the Midwest, you need to take vitamin D. It's just a known thing. And honestly, last, so, I mean, everybody says that all the time, but last winter I ended up going to the doctor and actually getting like tests done to see if I was deficient in any kind of vitamins or any, or, you know, supplements and stuff like that. And I was way, way low in vitamin D, miserably low in vitamin D. And they were very concerned. Oh, no. Yeah. So I started taking vitamin D and that's obviously been helping. And I have noticed the difference between this winter and last winter, even though I am still feeling the, the winter blues coming, but I swear by it. I generally think that it does just help boost my mood and it helps wake me up in the morning, taking that and drinking water right away. Um, I used to be one of those people that will get up, scroll on my phone, have coffee. And those are the two worst things I could do for my brain and my digestion. So <laughs> yeah, getting up and just being mindful and having my water and having my vitamins, you know, mm-hmm boosting my immune system but also getting my body flowing so a big glass of ice water a hot shower and my therapy light that mm-hmm. light box I have in my bathroom oh my gosh it is heavenly that's I, a good place to put it yeah I have to I turn it on when I'm getting ready in the morning <sighs> I should move mine where's I yours I forget I have it in my, in this office space, but 
I always forget about it because I don't come down here unless until later in the day, which it is nice to have later. But I should use it in the morning. That's that's so funny. Okay. Oh, I would find myself using if I didn't have it in my bathroom, I'd be oh, I don't have the time because you're supposed to sit in front of it for 30 minutes at least. It's really good for you. Mm-hmm. And don't stare at it, but it needs to be pretty bright by you to stimulate actual sunlight. Mm-hmm. And I am just, I said, not a morning person. So when I get up in the morning, I'll grab ice, a glass of ice water. And while I'm putting on my makeup or doing my hair for work, mm-hmm. I, I have it on. And it's just been amazing because it's the start of your day, right? You're, yeah. You should really do it. I'm going. I'm going to start tomorrow. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to put it in there as soon as we get done with this. <laughs> it makes such a difference. Yeah. So, and I would recommend to anyone listening to they are inexpensive on Amazon. They're really worth it. If you want the link to either one of the ones that we have, let us know. But it's been a big. It's had a huge shift in my mental health in the winter. Mm-hmm. I've had mine for a year now. So I had it last winter and then I'm having like, I've started using it now that I've kind of felt the effects of sad kind of kicking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my favorite thing ever. I look forward to mornings with my routine in the bathroom with my little light on. Yeah, <laughs> Those little steps make such a big difference. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. Another little step that you can incorporate in your routine is using aromatherapy, essential oils and stuff. And basically that just kind of helps. You can you can kind of do your own research and look into what different kinds of smells do what. But lavender, we all know, kind of helps with stress relief and relaxation. Peppermint stimulates the brain. So there's different things that you can try to incorporate into your day that can help you just feel a little bit more motivated or a little bit more relaxed depending on what you're looking for but it's definitely something else to to think about too yeah I recently got a diffuser and it also just makes your house smell so good it has Mm -hmm. benefits for you but it also makes your house smell good I think there's somewhere I would also look into, I've had to, I have cats and dogs. And so I had to look mm-hmm. into some that might be harmful, but I think they, there's some brands that are harm-free to pets, but yeah, that sort of thing yeah. too. But mm-hmm. all those little things, ugh, even lighting a candle at the end of the night and journaling or reading. Oh, it's my favorite thing being just a person. <laughs> How do you romanticize your life? Yeah. Those and days, I guess I'm gonna cook right. dinner. And I'm gonna read. And I'm gonna light a candle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have found that I love doing all of those things, but I genuinely need to write it down and make the time for it. I think part of me kind of adjusting my mindset going into this winter, as opposed to last winter, is knowing that that this is gonna happen. That I'm gonna feel a little bit more down and making the actual plan and shift in my schedule to combat it. So like I said, I have literally written hour for hour everything I'm doing and that just helps me stay sane. But also it also helps me guide, okay, what did I say I was gonna do today? Oh yeah, today I was gonna meal prep or today I was gonna sit and journal for 15 minutes, you know? And if I don't do that, then I get really off track. So if you're a planner like me, I recommend. <laughs> you no, know, I've been looking into getting an actual one because I have one on my phone, but I feel like it'd be fun to have one that you put up in your kitchen or in your office that 
you actually write out things day to day that you need to do. Yeah, again, helps you helps hold you accountable. And then I think, especially for me and my husband, it helps kind of coordinate what we're doing when and our schedules and finding that time for ourselves and for our relationship too has been really helpful. But I have four different kinds of planners. I have one on my phone. I have one on the one family calendar on the fridge that says all of our events and things. And then I have my one that I was just talking about, that's my weekly, hourly, daily planner that says everything I plan on doing. And that one I like printing. I print mine off Canva. I just yep. make it for me. And I just print it off because I have to write on it and scrap it after. But it helps me keep track of the days I follow through with my goals and stuff. So, And then I have my other calendar that's for being a therapist and scheduling and stuff. So. I know what's crazy is I just have my therapist calendar because then I know where I can fit in the memories of things in (laughs) my life. Oh, Lord. It's a struggle. Yeah. Another Um, thing you can do is plan vacations or staycations. I planned a staycation last winter with my friend Megan we went to a cabin for a weekend and it was so freaking fun Mm. we drove an hour or two and it was just nice to get away but not really we were able to take our dog and we went with it was six of us we were able to split it it was pretty affordable but even that was really nice it was still winter we were still in Minnesota but if you can't afford to go on an extravagant vacation that was something that I would really recommend doing. I want to do it again. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. But my friend just texted me. (laughs) Allie just texted me and she's like, do you want to go to Mexico in a few weeks? And I I couldn't swing it, but she's like, I need a break. And she's going to Mexico. And I'm very happy. (laughs) If you can swing it, do it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, I, we, we typically try to plan one small four day weekend somewhere else in the U.S., somewhere warmer, and then one weekend at the cabin where it's just like Logan and I up north. And this year, we're obviously not going to be able to do another bigger trip out somewhere warm just because we're saving for our wedding and all that jazz. Yeah, I think definitely we'll probably do the cabin trip again just because even though it's still in Minnesota, it's still cold here, it's still just nice to like get a little bit different environment and just feel it, feels, it out yeah it feels like a date it feels exciting you get to pack a bag yeah. you get to leave your house that you're so accustomed to and the routines that you're mm-hmm. so accustomed to yeah it feels different and it's nice and it feels you're making time for yourself or your you and your spouse too I always tell my dad when I go stay at his cabin I still have the same responsibilities at his house and when I leave and drive two and a half hours, but I'm able to relax there because it's not my house. It's not my environment. I feel like I can just exist in a different way. But when I'm at my house, I have this pressure on myself of, okay, this is life. You work and you have to come home and take care of your dogs and the house has to look a certain way and Mm -hmm. it's different when you go somewhere else for sure I always look forward to just little moments of weekends like that Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Another thing to consider, which I know this one's kind of a an iffy topic, but if you are staying home on the weekends and you're going out a lot, I know this, I tend to go out more during the winter because I feel there's not a ton of other things for me to do. So I end up going out to the bars and having a few drinks. But then I notice even if I only have one or two drinks, the next day my anxiety is through the roof because we all know when you drink, you're feeling great. They're tricking your cortisol levels and all that jazz and, you know, hijacking your brain and making you feel great. And then the next morning that plummets and you usually feel a little bit anxious, a little bit more lonely and whatnot. So if you know that to be the case about yourself, it might be good considering maybe not drinking as often or maybe limiting yourself to only one or two drinks if you know that you typically, you know, binge a little bit and have four or five plus drinks. So it's just something to consider. I'm not saying you need to sober up, but it's definitely yeah. important to point out. Yeah. And what's helped me too, and that kind of brings back the point of romanticizing your life a little bit. I love to take baths and relax at the end of a long day. And it's very cute and aesthetic to pour yourself a glass of wine and get into the tub and relax. And I've noticed myself even doing small things and it sounds weird, but pouring a bubbly non-alcoholic drink into a wine glass and still having that moment for yourself, but also asking yourself, do I need to add alcohol? into this right now is this gonna is this gonna benefit me positively do I need it or can I just enjoy this relaxation time and just kind of be and that's really helped me lately I try to especially limit drinking excessively but even limit drinking in small moments I'm like do I need it and Mm -hmm. it's helped during the winter a lot well and it's just like you said a lot of the time you know drinking a glass of wine to like have wine or have alcohol you're drinking it because you want the feeling of having a fun drink it doesn't we have this idea that alcohol alcoholic drinks are fun drinks which they can be but we also can make other drinks that are non-alcoholic fun too (laughs) yeah I've even I even over the summer started ordering some non-alcoholic off off the non-alcoholic menu and those were Mm. You still get the same, it's fun and it's cute and it's, you're at brunch, but then you don't have, you know, the feeling of that drop, like Joel said, the next morning or feeling kind of shitty throughout the day or feeling not in control of your emotions. And that I really like, there's some moments where, yeah, I would love to have the effects of alcohol and in a positive way, right? It can be really fun, but then there's some where I just don't really need it right now and so kind of having that self-control has been really nice because I have a history of like not having a good relationship with alcohol in my past so Mm -hmm. something where I really try to change that today and it's a work in progress but it makes a difference it really does and I feel with every year I just notice that I have even more and more negative effects of drinking <laughs> you know I can't even drink one or two drinks anymore without feeling some type of negative way later on it's kind of frustrating yeah I have to have a whole glass of water with mm-hmm. a drink at a bar or I will be down for the count the next day 
And it helps that a lot of my friends don't love drinking a ton either. And my husband doesn't really drink at all. So it's just, it's also helped to put myself in more supportive environments in that way too. Yeah, for sure. Drinking is tough. And I want to add, if you're someone who does any drugs, this applies to it too, especially marijuana has become more legalized in Minnesota. And that, you know, if you're smoking a lot, that can have detrimental effects on how you're feeling or your motivation too, especially during the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So just trying to be mindful of how it's affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, that's coming to one of our last points too, is journaling. And I think it helps to always reflect when you're journaling and reflecting on your habits. What are your habits lately? What has been serving you? What hasn't been serving you? What can you change? What do you want to keep that's really been helping how you've been showing up each day? And so just kind of noticing that and shifting your routine or your schedule with what feels best for you. And that, like I've said in the past, can change season to season, but being really gracious with yourself because winter is really hard and seasonal affective disorder can last for four to five months depending on the weather where you are it's tough yep for sure and I I definitely think we all experience it on some level just Mm -hmm. living living here yeah Minnesota is beautiful in the summers (laughs) beautiful in the winter but it can get really brutal it's just it's just hard yeah so Mm -hmm. lean on the people that you know who can support you through it and support your healthy habits because I know when I started changing certain things about the way I was living a life your relationships can change and that can be really hard Mm -hmm. too especially when you're already dealing with low mood but if those people aren't supporting you through really difficult moments or through changing your habits then you know maybe they're not the best people to be surrounding yourself with. And that was a hard thing. I had to take a hard look in the mirror a few years ago, who was in my corner, who wasn't. Mm -hmm. And when I started changing my life that was serving me better and these people weren't responding well, something's up. Yeah. I've noticed, and we don't have to get on a tangent about this for too long, but one of my best friends doesn't drink and I just feel... I don't have the pressure to drink around her. It's almost a relief. Oh, yes, someone who doesn't drink. I don't feel I have to drink now. Whereas with other friends, you go out and it's like, even if I'm not feeling like drinking that day, then they ask, oh, why aren't you drinking? You know, what's going on? And then I feel like I have to have a drink just so that people don't ask questions. It's still so normalized to drink. And that's why I think this is such a touchy topic for pe- a lot of people. So... Yeah, I not to want a tangent either, but I started <laughs> I started I'm not on it anymore, but I started anxiety medication a year and a half ago. I was on it for about a year. And I went sober for several months right when I first went on it cuz you can have the effects of alcohol when you're on antidepressants can be really drastic and I just mm-hmm. wanted to like feel better mentally and I was like, okay, I'm going to cut out alcohol. It was really upsetting how many people couldn't just take no for an answer Mm -hmm. when you're like, I just don't want to drink. Yeah. 
And it can be really frustrating and it can be like, okay, have to give in. No, stick to what you want to do and the people who will support you will fall in line with you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all I have to say because it gets me yeah. so don't be the person who peer pressures people to drink. If they don't want to, they don't have to even have a reason. I felt yeah. I always had to give a reason. And the reason that you don't want to is reason enough. Mm-hmm. So, and this goes for everything on the list too. What you want your life to look like, you know, what what will make you feel good, what hobbies you like. Yeah, just setting yourself up for success this winter. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) we got kind of far off on a tangent, but it's important information. It's good that we talk about it. Yes, it is. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Therapist Unscripted. I hope that you guys were able to get at least something from you know our kind of list of things that you can do just this this winter to to keep your head up high and then our next episode will be a little bit about just financial stress and how to how to manage you know all the holiday spending and all that other jazz coming up so so we hope you tune in and we will see you next week bye